0: You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to this Thursday edition of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, it says, Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. It is Thursday, and I am so happy to have you with us today. Please tag a friend. Let them know they can get us on Facebook, on YouTube, but I'm going to begin a new series today. It is going to be life transforming. We're going to talk about dating intelligence. Dating intelligence intelligence. That's right. We're going to be talking about dating. The theme of this series is biblical dating versus worldly dating, biblical dating versus worldly dating. And the question that I want you to be answering is, which am I? Operating in, am I operating in worldly dating? Am I operating in biblical dating? Now, my background text is Hebrews chapter four, verse six. Probably familiar text to many of you. However, I want you to listen to this text in the light of dating. And Hebrews four six it says, "My people are destroyed." For lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. That's Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, in the New King James Version. There are three things that I want you to see just in the text before we get into uh, our introduction. God says, my people are destroyed. My people are destroyed. The word destroyed means to be cut off. My people are cut off from my blessings because of a lack of knowledge. So we see right away the ignorance factor, the ignorance factor. It is not a good thing to be ignorant. But he also says, because you have rejected me, speaking to his people, because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priests for me. Well, priests in the scriptures were representatives of God. So now notice he's saying, because you've re- rejected my way, rejected my knowledge, then I will reject you from being priests. For me, that has to do with representation. Christians, believers, are called to represent God in the earth, to represent Christ in the earth, to represent the kingdom in the earth. But when we reject God's way of doing things, then we lose our right to represent him in the earth. But notice thirdly, there's something very impactful uh, in this, situ- this text, generationally speaking. Notice what it says, because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. So we see here the ignorance factor. We also see the loss of priesthood rights, the right to represent God in the earth. But now, notice it also talks about the impact of our daily habits, and that will include our dating dating habits. The impact it will have on future generations, and I'll bring that up more uh, later on. Now, I have a I have a basic goal uh, for of this series. I want to motivate. Christians, Christian singles, male, female. I want to motivate Christian singles and even married people. Because as married people, we should also be dating our spouses. I want to motivate Christian singles to engage in healthy and fulfilling dating relationships built on a biblical perspective. Now, that's so important for you to understand what we're trying to do in this series. I wanna motivate Christian singles to engage in healthy and fulfilling dating relationships built on a biblical perspective. I would hope, and I hope that you have a goal in listening to this series. And I want you to listen to every lesson. Much of this you don't hear in ordinary conversation. So I want you to stay with me throughout this. And it is my desire that you as a believer, whether you be male or female, you as a believer, you will have a goal. I think your goal should be to be a godly man or woman or a godly teen who is a safe, fun, and desirable person to date. I think that should be your goal. In each one of these lessons, each one of these lessons on dating intelligence, I have a subtopic and emphasis for that lesson. So here in lesson one, our first lesson on dating intelligence, my subtopic is dating with a saved heart, but an ignorant mind. Dating with a saved heart, but an ignorant mind. You see, when we come into the kingdom, when you receive Christ into your life, when we receive Christ into our lives, confessing as Lord of our life, we became born again, something happened on the inside of us. We were changed in our spirits. Our spirits became brand new in God. As a Christian, our spirits are positioned to follow God. Our spirits want to follow God. But when we got saved in the new birth, nothing happened to our minds, our thinking, our mindset. So in the kingdom, we came into the kingdom, receiving Christ, we became brand new on the inside. But we have the same mind the same way of thinking, the same mindset that we develop as unsaved individuals. So we have to renew our minds. Now, when we look at the scriptures, the Bible says in, in Proverbs 10:22, that the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow. That's Proverbs ten twenty two. So when we get our thinking in alignment with God, and we are operating according to a biblical perspective, the Bible says that God's blessings will come on our lives, and there will be no sorrow. The blessing of the Lord makes rich. Word rich simply means increase. It means more. It it means ability. It means growth. It means to build us up. It means to accumulate. So when we're walking with God, submitting to his ways of doing things, then we'll find our lives accumulating, increasing, growing, being built up. And the Bible says... That following God, His way, there's no sorrow. Yes, we'll have temptations, we'll have challenges, we'll have adversity, but no sorrow. When you look up the word sorrow in Proverbs 10:22, it literally means pain, hurt, damage. So the blessing of the Lord makes us rich. It increases us. It causes us to go forward. It builds us up. And there's no sorrow. There's no pain. There's no hurt with it. Now, when we look at the dating world, both the dating world of believers and the dating world of the unsaved, Here's the reality. The reality is unmet expectations. The reality is misplaced trust. The reality is broken hearts, ruined friendships, a mind full of bitterness and resentment, a lack of commitment and disillusionment. That's the reality. Of the world dating according to worldly state s- standards. So I'll say it again this way when singles date according to worldly standards, the end results will be unmet expectations, misplaced trust, broken hearts, ruined friendships a mind full of bitterness and resentment, lack of commitment and disillusionment. So I'm a pastor and I have pastored above 40 years. And when I look at singles in the kingdom and I evaluate their dating world and their experience, is unfortunate that I see not the blessing of the Lord. I see just the opposite. I see pain. I see hurt. And I see damage. And I am saying the reason there's so much hurt among singles, so much pain is because Christians, singles, are dating according to worldly standards. Now, here's another insight. The divorce rate of 50% among confessing Christians is basically the same for everybody else. Now, that is so insightful that I want to say that again. The divorce rate of 50% among confessing Christians. 50% of confessing Christian couples in divorce. It's basically the same for everybody else. Those who are unsaved are getting divorced at a high rate. The, many Christians, married couples are getting divorced at a high rate. Now, listen at this. Consequently, our dating habits as singles usually transmit to our married life. In other words, habits and attitudes established during the dating years generally carry over into married life. Now, that is important. So in this series, we want to look at worldly dating habits, and we want to compare that to biblical dating habits. And our goal is that you have transformation in your thinking, in your mindsets, your way of operating. So let's answer some questions what is a date? What is a date? And I have a very simple definition. A date is a vehicle for giving two people or more, if it's a group date, the opportunity to get to know one another in a socially acceptable manner. That's my simple definition of what a date is. It is a vehicle for giving two people or more if it's a group date the opportunity to get to know one another in a socially acceptable manner. Second question. What is dating? What what is dating? But before we get into that, what is dating not? What dating is not now, we have to go back to uh, the importance of another scriptural proof text. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I'd like to read it to you in two different translations. In the traditional King James Version, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, when we look at Romans chapter 12, verse 2 in the Good News Translation, listen what it says. Do not conform yourselves to the standards of the world, but let God transform you inwardly by a complete change of mind that you will be able to know the will of God, what is good, what is pleasing to him, and is perfect. In the text, the scripture encourages us to not be conformed but be transformed. Two things in juxtaposition. Don't be conformed, but be transformed. The word conform simply means to agree with, comply with. He said, don't agree with, comply with, operate according to worldly standards. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's an exchange that leads to change. We brought worldly thinking into the kingdom. Even though we were saved in our hearts, we still have a worldly way of thinking. So we have to find out how God thinks about dating. And then we exchange our worldly way of thinking for God's way of thinking. So what dating is not? Let's talk about it. Number one, dating is not a commitment to marriage. Let's throw that off the table. We're not talking about dating to get married. That's not what we're talking about. Dating is not a commitment to marriage. The purpose of dating is not to find a mate. So I want you to get that clear in your thinking. The purpose of dating is not to find a mate. Now, this insight will remove the pressure of unrealistic expectations. In other words, it moves off the table this all or nothing mentality. This person has to be the one. This person has to be my Boaz. This person has to be my Esther, my Ruth. No, no, we're not thinking like that. We're not going to approach this all or nothing thing because that'll keep you on the bench. That'll keep you out of the game. Some of you, you're not interacting with anybody because you have this all or nothing. This person has to be the one. This person has to be my uh, uh, soulmate. This person has to be my the, my a prospect for marriage that mindset keeps you on the bench, keeps you out of the game. It hinders you from having wonderful relationships. So first, dating is not a commitment to marriage. Secondly, dating is not a vehicle for meeting sexual desires. We're talking about kingdom now. We're talking about mind renewal. Dating is not a vehicle for meeting Sexual desires, sexual desires in the kingdom, biblically speaking, are only to be met in marriage. I'm going to have to say that again because I think I lost some of you right there, especially some of you guys. I think I lost you right there. Sexual desires are only to be met in marriage. Well, what are you talking about sexual desire? I'm talking about the physical side of sex. I'm talking about sexual intercourse. I'm talking about petting, touching, getting excited sexually should be met in the area of marriage. Every form of sexual desire from physical to oral to virtual is to be met in the context Of marriage. Now, I want to challenge you, and especially you Christian single men, I want to challenge you because I want you to see the difference between real Christianity and the compartmentalization of Christianity. Some, you have a compartmentalized form of Christianity. What, what I'm I talking about. Well, in our kitchen, in my home, my wife and I, uh, we have a kitchen like most people in our house. And there are shelves and there are drawers in that kitchen. And there are different things that we've compartmentalized. We have drinking glasses in one area on shelves. We have plates in another area on shelves. We have eating utensils in certain sections, spoons and forks and knives in in this particular section. We have dish towels in another section. We we have medicine and vitamins in another drawer. We have cooking utensils in another section. Compartmentalize. Want this in this place, that in that place. Well, some Christians have compartmentalized Christianity. In other words, they have their real life that will include their dating, and then they have their spiritual life where there's God stuff. In their real life, they got everything from job to school uh, to family and all those different things. And their dating is over here in this real life. But over in their religious, spiritual life, they got God stuff, going to church and maybe praying over here, maybe giving over here, maybe working in the church over here. But the problem with their Christianity is that it's compartmentalized so they can easily and I'm talking to you guys, especially they can easily compartmentalize and not put God stuff over in the real life stuff. Oh, they believe in God, but they don't want to take God over into their dating world because when you take God over into your dating world, then sex is off the table. And many, especially Christian men, they want sex to be on the table. And I am saying that that's compartmentalized Christianity because if you're going to walk as a believer then your Christianity, your, your God stuff, has to impact your everyday life, which would include your dating. Paul writing to, First Tim, to Timothy in 1 Timothy 5, 1 through 2, here's what he says. Talk to younger men as you would your own brothers. Treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sisters. So Paul exhorts believers to treat the opposite sex with purity as if they were family members. And guess what? I don't believe that Christian men should be having sex with their sisters and Christian women should be having sex with their brothers. The Bible says that you're to relate to one another like you would family members. And family members, brothers and sisters, just in the natural, don't engage in sex. So what dating is not? It's not a a vehicle for meeting sexual desires. Thirdly, dating is not a vehicle for building up your social status. It's not about the number of dates. How many dates can you get? How many people in your black book? How many people you got hanging out there? You got these people and these people. And you got all these people. It's not about the status of the person that you're dating. It's not about how a person look. And you know, guys, they like what we call arm candy. They want this gorgeous someone that they can showcase. I'm dating this person. And then it's not about what the person possess or how much the person make and their network. We're not talking about marriage. We're not talking about marriage. These financial things are important in marriage, but we're not talking about that. So it's not about building yourself up and building your status up about who you're dating. You date this person, you date that person. Now that makes you feel good about yourself. That's not what we're talking about. Dating is not a vehicle for building your social status. So let's review that. Dating is not a commitment to marriage. Dating secondly is not a vehicle for meeting sexual desires. And dating is not a vehicle for building up your social status. So what are the benefits of dating? And I think dating is very important. I know some ministers and some leaders and some Christians think dating is off the table, period. That Christians should not date. I've read books where people believe that that they Christian singles should not date. I don't believe that. I believe that there are benefits in dating. Now listen at this. What are the benefits of dating? Number one, dating is an opportunity to get to know someone new and to build a new friendship with a member of the opposite sex. An opportunity to get to know someone. An opportunity to build a new friendship with a member of the opposite sex. What are some of the benefits of dating? Secondly, dating is an opportunity to develop self-confidence and social interaction skills. You know, when you're dating, you're dealing with different kinds of individuals. So you should be developing your confidence in relating to someone, and even if that person is difficult, you're developing your social interaction skills. Number three, dating is an opportunity to to learn respect for each other as persons of worth, value, and dignity. You're gonna learn how to respect a people during your dating experience. Fourthly, it's an opportunity to, to learn how you need to grow and how you need to change is an opportunity to grow as an individual. And then fifthly, dating is an opportunity to be a witness for Christ. Oh, there you go. You talking about being for Christ. Yeah, you're supposed to represent Christ and all you do, the Bible says, that we're to give him glory. So Christian, single dating is an opportunity to, to represent Christ. So if you view dating as an opportunity and not an obligation, then it will never be a waste of time. If you view dating as an opportunity and not as an obligation, then it will never be a waste of time. Because many of you, well, at least some of you, you think, well, I don't want to be wasting my time. I don't want to be wasting my time. Listen, I think it's an opportunity to develop great friendships, great friendships that'll be with you the rest of your life, especially if you do it right. Now, are there any dangers in dating? Yes. So let's conclude this lesson today by talking about the dangers or the pitfalls of dating. The dangers and or the pitfalls of dating. There are three basic dangers, dangers personally, dangerous in relation to others, and dangerous in relation to the kingdom. Let's talk about dating, how it affects us. Here's a danger, becoming physically and emotionally involved too quick at too deep a level leading to in- inappropriate behavior. That's a danger. Becoming physically and emotionally involved too quick at too deep a level leading to inappropriate behavior. Now, if you listen to this lesson all the way through, number one, you're not going to become physically and emotionally involved too quick and you're not going to engage in in any inappropriate behavior because you're going to have dating intelligence. So the solution now is not to not date. That's not the solution. The solution is biblical dating intelligence. In other words, the word is the answer. We can date, just make the word be the answer in your dating. There's a a danger and a pitfall to those that we date others. Poor dating habits hurt and wound others. That's a danger. That's a pitfall. Poor dating habits hurt and wound others whether you be male or female but i want to i want to say something and here again i'm on your team i want to help you so i still want to challenge you single men i want to challenge you your poor dating habits will not only hurt others and wound others but it'll hurt you it'll come back You see, if you are disrespectful and you're just trying to get in panties and and you're just going from girl to girl, to sleep with girl to girl, you have to remember some, guys. You have to remember Galatians 6, 7 says, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Now, listen, listen, guys, listen. You're a Christian. You've received Jesus. You confessed him as Lord of your life. You can't be dating with the mindset of just getting in pants, going from girls to girls, sleeping with this, sleeping with this. See, it comes back. What you sow, you reap. You say, well, I'm doing good. I got a good job and I'm doing all this. You know, I just got to have me some safe. It'll come back. And you end up sowing corruption to yourself. It brings damage to you. It will enter into your married life one day. When when you decide to settle down, it'll crop back up. And guess what? In some cases, it'll come back up in your children. All those seeds, those bad seeds, hurting this one, wounding this one, forgetting this one, sleep with this one, don't care about this one, that'll come back up in your seed. It'll come back in your church. You know that little daughter that you love and you don't want anybody to do wrong? Well, those seeds you're sowing, hurting this one, hurting that one, it'll come back up in your little daughter's life. That's a pitfall. There's a kingdom pitfall too. Believer's testimony and witness for Christ can be lost. You can lose your witness Girls and guys, if you d- handle your relationships wrong in your dating, no one will wanna listen to you as a Christian. And some of you, you already have a reputation. You quoting scripture, you go to this church, you are talking this, but guess what? There are people who know you and they don't wanna listen to anything you have to say about Christ. So you're sacrificing your witness by poor dating habits, ungodly dating habits. Now, the solution is not to quit dating. The solution is biblical dating intelligence. Mind renewal. Now I know as I close, some of you are saying, listen, my problem is not dating habits. I'm not dating anybody. My problem, I don't have any good prospects. Prospects. I don't have prospects. So you're thinking the problem is just prospects. Here's what I want to do. I want you to now concentrate on preparation and don't think pros- prospects right now. Let's trust God to give us prospects, godly prospects for dating. Now, I believe this. Oh, I got, I got to close in a second. I believe this. I believe that God is sending his word to prepare you because God is going to bring you godly opportunities it's down the pike. And I believe you should be concentrating on developing biblical intelligence. We're talking about dating and intelligence from a biblical perspective so that you will be prepared. I do not believe that God is sending this word if he doesn't have people he want to bring into your life. Now listen at this, and I'll close with this text. It says in Proverbs 24, 27, it says, prepare your outside work, make it fit for yourself in the field, and afterward build your house this scripture from a, a purely natural standpoint simply means that a man must clear away the trees and cultivate the land before he build his house. And I believe from a spiritual perspective, the word is saying and warning us against rushing into relationships that we're not prepared for financially, socially, socially spiritually, emotionally, we're not prepared, yet we're trying to build a house before we have prepared the ground. And that's what we're gonna be doing in this series. We're gonna be developing your your dating IQ from a biblical perspective. I trust that you've been blessed. Listen, we're gonna pick this right up in our next session, and I believe it's gonna be a blessing for you. Thank you for spending this time with us.